This is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions based podcast diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 58 is brought to you by Blueberry Markets. In this episode, I will be talking about moving money from one place to another, and I would not be able to do any of these things if I had not given myself many options to begin with. You cannot just have one. If you only have one Forex broker, you are making a huge mistake. If you're outside of the United States and you need a second, find a broker with great customer service that also gives you bonuses just for signing up if you go down below and click the blog. Not only does that blog post give you all the information you need, at the very bottom is my link. You will get a cash bonus just for signing up. You will also get your own personal concierge, should anything ever go wrong. Have more than one out. And if Blueberry Markets is your only out, you guys also know, just if you're American as well, I have additional options down below for you too. Just make sure you're set up right. Things are getting ugly out there. You must have your act together. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and I just want to open up by talking a little Forex on this podcast, which we almost never do, uh, but I really don't know any other place to talk about it. And uh, we saw this week, uh, Forex was actually in the news everywhere because the euro dollar had approached parity uh, and even broke it for a little bit. Now, in our world, it never officially broke it because it never closed below parity, but it did hint at it, and this was cause for concern as if the world is just waking up to the fact that the euro is a terrible currency. I've only been saying this since it was like at 125. But one thing I will say is in this one particular case, and I guess if the pound dollar did this too, I would say that would be the other case, but that one spot zero zero level for the euro dollar and the pound dollar, I would consider to be psychological levels. All right, the only two times this is ever going to happen. You know, maybe the Aussie and the Kiwi have their own versions of parody, and people over on that side of the world will talk about it, but it's not going to get much press outside of there. You know, one spot zero zero is a real psychological level. You know, you have a lot of repositioning. You have a lot of orders right around there. Like a lot. Like a lot more than you would ever have at any other level. And staying true to form, that's why you're seeing a lot of back and forth. A lot of indecision. A lot of orders getting triggered that maybe didn't want to get triggered. And why would this not be the case? The most shocking thing I could ever see was for price just to barrel right through that 1.00 level. Zero chance that was going to happen. There's going to be a lot of nonsense going on on those levels for a little while. Because that's just what banks do. But afterwards, you know, maybe not right away, but over time, I think we're going down much further. I just want to tell all my European listeners out there, if you have not made moves buy now. Let this be your wake-up call. There are large protests going on all across Europe. If you have Twitter, you know. If you watch mainstream media, you probably don't know. But things are falling apart in a hurry. And I'm in Europe right now. Most people are still drinking in cafes all day. And they will remain oblivious until this finally hits them where it really, really hurts. And by then, it's going to be too late. Get access to USD. Lots of it. You do not have to voluntarily go down with this ship. You have many options. Utilize them. And have outs. Have exits. It is not too late. Yet. Now, as far as what I'm doing, you guys have all seen the title of this week's episode. And I really don't think it needs to raise any alarm bells. 
Uh, but let me explain to you what's going on and what I'm doing. Now, enough you've been paying attention, but even USDC, which is my number one stablecoin, probably the safest stablecoin out there, is drawing a little bit of fire, not to the point where it really means anything. You know, a lot of times it's just the media trying to make a story. Um, but USDT has always been under fire. And right now is the time, the singular time in history for the banking system to deal its largest blows, death blows, if possible, to cryptocurrencies. And what's the one thing they hate more than anything? Stablecoins. Always has been. You know, so will they be successful taking down USDC? I don't think so. But if there was ever going to be a time where they were going to try, that time would be now. Look, the banks know that this is superior technology. In some way, shape, or form, it will be the way we do things in the future. It's going to replace the SWIFT system. It's going to replace almost all transactions around the world. And the older banks and institutions now are just playing a survival game. You know, they don't want to get left behind. They don't want to wither and die, of course. They are going to try and take as much of this for themselves as they possibly can. And while everything is weak and while sentiment is down, and while so much trust has been ruined, they are going to be making these moves right now. So I need to sit back and ask myself a very important question. Because remember, I play defense probably more than I play offense. And this is why I'm going to make it out the other side okay, no matter what. But that question is, is my USD safer in USDC in another area being diversified from the rest of my USD? Or would it be safer for me to no longer have any USDC for the time being and just put that money in a bank account somewhere. This is not an easy decision, but because we have arrived at that singular moment in time where if anything's going to happen, it's going to be now, I am choosing option B. I am transferring all of my USDC into one of my bank accounts and it's just gonna simply sit there until the time comes for it to go back. Or if the time comes for me to buy more crypto and I need to move it back over there. And look, I don't think banks are really the best option either. I think they are just looking really good right now by comparison. I think certainly this decade, the majority of us uh, will have some realistic issues with one of the banks that we use. Because they are not as safe as we think they are. They are not as capitalized as we think they are. They are not as insured as we think they are. I anticipate all these things to go down, but for right this moment, even if it's going to turn out to be nothing, which I think it is, you know, I don't like my cash under attack like that. So yesterday afternoon, I did what I had to do. It took all of 10 minutes, and I moved all of my USDC into an offshore account in the form of actual United States dollars. It cost me almost nothing. So this is not financial advice. I am not a licensed financial advisor. Do not do anything I say. I am simply telling you what I just did over the weekend and why I did it. Nothing more. Now, a lot of these exchanges have places where you can convert anything into USD and just simply keep it there, uh, which is a nice option to have. Uh, but then you're keeping your money on an exchange. And if keeping your crypto there is a bad idea, which we already know it is, Keeping your actual fiat there is not a great idea either. You know, just today I saw a tweet about Coinbase that was horrifying, really. 
Uh, first of all, they got rid of their affiliate program completely, which is not usually a really good sign, not a sign of a healthy company. Uh, but then they also changed their terms and conditions to where now they are set up for, I guess, the crypto version of a bank bail-in, which means if all goes wrong, they can legally use your money, if you're dumb enough to leave it on their exchange, to get themselves out of debt and pay their creditors. Again, pray that you never have to experience a bank bail-in with a bank that you actually use or an exchange you actually use. It's got to be the worst, most helpless feeling out there. And all this sounds pretty grim. You're like, well, let's see, I have to deal with cash no matter what. You know, If I can't do it digitally and banks in the end are no good, what do I do? Well, for starters, you just deal with the banks. I mean, it's not the best option in the world, but there are no other better options. Uh, but something else I did this week is I bought more gold, physical gold. This really is and has always been the best way to protect ourselves from cash. You know, a lot of y'all thought it was Bitcoin, and it's not, you know, Bitcoin is a fine option if you want to deal with the volatility. Uh, but when I buy physical gold, I am playing defense, not offense. That's why I don't care what the charts are doing. There's not a chart out there telling me to buy gold right now. But it doesn't matter. I'm not trading it. I'm not going to try and sell it for a higher price in three months or a year or even two years. Gold is insurance on my money. It is insurance against the United States dollar and the fiat banking system. And if physical gold is not in your arsenal, then you are purposely putting yourselves at the mercy of fiat currency and the fiat banking system or the wild swings of cryptocurrency. Neither one's a good idea. Be grateful we have gold as an option here and use it. There are so many of you who create excuses to not buy physical gold. All of you can go do this and you need to. Premiums are actually pretty good right now. And I've heard a couple people say this week that the main place they go to is out or short. Almost every place I've seen, including my own, has plenty. You know, that's just you not giving yourself enough options. You should have at least three or four shops that you look at. And if you're somebody who can't afford even the smaller denominations, that's okay. That's why the paper market and the digital market exists. I have made an entire video on this. I will link it down below in the show notes. We have talked about this many times on the podcast. If you guys are still making excuses at this point, then you deserve whatever fate comes your way, good or bad. But I will be continuing to move a lot of my fiat into gold as the months and years progress. I want more of it over there than I do over here. Now, cash will probably always continue to be my largest position. Uh, but just because fiat is smelling like a rose right now does not mean its time is not coming. If you've seen the writing on the wall, we can all pretty much conclude its time is coming. We just don't know how soon. We never know how soon. You know, this crash finally got the 35 and under crowd to understand the importance of playing defense. I don't think it would have ever happened otherwise. But now you're going to play defense, but you're going to do it in a half-assed way? By ignoring gold? Looks like you need to learn the hard way again. Or how about we just skip that part? Contrarians, we can all sit there and watch places like Sri Lanka and places in Europe fall apart and make believe that these are going to be isolated instances. Or we can see them for what they actually are, and that is a precursor to a much bigger collapse coming for us. Do everything you can do while there is time. 
Because when everybody else starts trying to do it, which they will, it's going to be way too late. So don't be crazy. Be early. <laughs>